0: Welcome to the new TV Gold podcast from Media Week's Andrew Mercado and James Manning, a podcast for people who love great television. A special episode of TV Gold. We've waited four seasons, but we've finally seen the end of Succession. Joining me to talk about um, episode 40 or episode 10 of season four, Andrew Mercado.
1: Well, we could not get together and watch (laughs) this last episode, James. Had to watch it. The moment it went to air, couldn't bear the thought of getting any sort of plot spoiler on social media. This one had to be one done for the ages.
0: Yeah, look, and uh, for this bonus episode, we've got a special competition too for people listening today. That uh, Jesse Armstrong, the creator of the show, has released the official scripts for every season, and so far the... Uh, the three books out are seasons one, two, and three. And we'll give away a set of those books published by Faber and Faber through Allen and Unwin locally in Australia. 40 bucks each, the books here. So it's a little set worth $120. All we want to hear from is why are oh, the, the Logan Roy child you think did the best job in the series or the character you enjoyed the most.
1: Your favourite child out of uh, Logan
0: Yeah, or maybe it's the one you disliked the most but just thought they that was just a great character
1: Or well, the one that made you laugh the most the ones that have the best white lines Yeah, that's why you to read those books of the scripts Yeah, because you know some of those insults that they've heard over <laughs> the last four seasons you really need to be reminded on how good they are and we should also put a warning out too that this is this podcast, this special podcast is only for people who have not yet watched Series 4 of Succession. If you like us and you've watched every episode and you want to delve into a little bit deeper, yeah, watch out. Major plot spoilers about to
0: happen. Yeah, for sure. So nominate the child of Logan Roy that you enjoyed the rest for whatever reason you want to nominate them. Favorite, yeah, just a few words. Um, tell us why. We'll select what we think is the the one we like the most, we feel is the best answer. And um, so send your comments to the email address is comments at tvgold.au. Um, let's give it a fortnight from today from the screening of that final episode. Um, well, I, I, I really enjoyed the final episode. I thought it was great. It, it played out. We'll go through exactly what happened and, yeah. and what we thought about it along the way. One of the things I just wanted to start with, perhaps I, there was a great, in the introduction to one of these scripts, Jesse Armstrong writes about how we got the series up and talks about the, the motivation, the people he might have modeled it on and he might not have. Um, it, it started out, I mean, there's a lot of talk about it's the Murdochs, right? Yeah. Um, he says the f- original idea was a docudrama, which was going to reveal Rupert Murdoch's business secrets. Wow. Right. Um, the idea got as far as a read through and they had John Hurt <laughs> reading the Rupert Murdoch role. But then he says the idea died. It didn't go any further at that stage. I think this is in mid to late um, early two thousands. So talking, I think it might have been at two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. So that's what fifteen years ago, nearly now. And, you know what
1: the Murdochs were, were quite a different. That would have been a very, very different show because you know uh, Fox News wasn't the force it was in the early two thousands as to what it turned into. Which of course then became fictionalised in succession as ATM. So that original docudrama about the Murdochs would have been very different.
0: Jesse says then his UA- US agents sujecta- suggested a different tack and that was he visited, the- they-, they thought it was a good idea and it should go ahead, but in a different form. So for the next five years, he said he resisted that, right? He thought, nah, I'm not too interested. Then it, and it began to play on his mind, right? And he said there were four major things that that he drew on when he got down to write the what became the pilot. One of the four four things. So Robert Durst, a documentary on Robert Durst, yes. who was the, I think a US real estate heir yep. and became a convicted murderer quite late in his life. Um Summer Redstone's autobiography, which was very businesslike. Okay, so he was the power behind Viacom, CBS. Yeah. Uh and then a book about the Disney War, okay, so the succession of, of Disney,
1: yeah.
0: uh, sort of the, the board planning and scheming that went on there. And finally, a book about the U.S., the U.K. media baron, Robert Maxwell. Right. Who I think disappeared over the edge of a boat. Yeah. I think that was his uh, final play out.
1: So he was very much looking at those moguls. Yeah. So it wasn't
0: – so Murdoch was there at the – Yeah. The uh, – uh, origin the idea, yep. but then it spread out. And he also said the background was played out heavily by the rise of Trump yep. as a political force and Brexit, right, which was going on in the UK and the Brexit vote. You think all these things came together? So he pitched um, the idea to various companies in, I think, about 2015. HBO made him an offer he went to Los Angeles. HBO made him an offer before he left, and he said he was hoping you know they would be interested in the, the show would land there. He thought it was a, perhaps the best place for it. The pilot was written in 2016, okay So Murdoch was one of the original models.:
1: You can't imagine succession being on any other network <laughs> HBO now right if it would, if That's a perfect marriage. yeah you know? yes. Yeah. Smart- HBO to have realized that that succession would have been was the perfect show for them. Yeah. You can't you can't imagine it really now anywhere else, can you? No,
0: no, no, no. Very interesting. So just quickly, so if you want to you know get in the running for these books, which I think would be great, a great read, it'd be great to have. Um send us your comments on your the your favorite Logan child. Okay. Um so Shiv, uh Ken. Roman, or even Connie, you might pick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Paul Connie, very much on the sidelines, but he had, he had a bit to do in that final episode. Yeah. Send your thoughts to comments at tvgold.au, the final episode.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite different in a way because I guess uh, in that, that uh, penultimate last episode, which was the funeral of Logan, Logan You know, every single character that we'd seen over the last four seasons was kind of there at some point and sort of had their moments. So it was quite, you know, character-rich in that sense. So then the finale, they could concentrate more just on those three siblings for the majority of the episode. And we really only saw some of the other characters that we were wanting to see in that last board meeting in the last, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or so. So that was an interesting approach to show that continuing relationship between those siblings as once again they ducked and weaved and made deals and made counter deals and discovered that, you know, someone's they would just decide on something and then the phone would ring and suddenly everything was up in the air again.
0: It certainly was. So yeah, the episode started with the um the 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 three sort of siblings. Discussing how the vote might go, right? Yeah. They were trying to juggle the numbers. Um, on the, there was going to be a vote on the JoJo offer. Um, Lucas Matson, played by Alexander Skarsgard, been an ongoing story, right? For, yeah. for most of this season, yeah, yeah. he's pitched an offer to the board. Um, the three children were initially sort of all against it, I think. And then they sort of wavered and eventually, Matson got Shiv on side with the promise she would probably be a, a CEO to, to run the business for him. But there's, you know, so at, at the start of the show, Shiv is supporting Matson, Roman and Kendall are, are not. They they want to keep the company in the family, right?
1: Except for the fact that Roman, uh, in the clip-painting last week, it's kind of, being bashed by some of the demonstrators who were complaining about the latest U.S. president. Yeah. So you know, Rowan was kind of in a bad way. He actually fled to his mother's, uh, I guess, holiday house. You and I were trying to figure out where it was. Um, what did it? Like, well, it looked kind in the of Caribbean. Right. We think probably Bermuda. And they said, "Bin." So yeah. I that was Bermuda. But there was this fantastic line from Harriet Walker as the mother character, <laughs> where she talked about, you know. Someone from Pink Floyd who'd done the and pool. And that made me think, wasn't there a place called Mozambique where all those reporting artists went to record albums? I think yeah. Princess Margaret had a holiday house there. Yeah. So she'd be there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, smoking pot with them all and hanging out with the musicians. So yeah. there's definitely somewhere in the Caribbean. They 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 Made no attempt whatsoever to explain who it was because I guess if you're rich enough to have a house down there, you don't need to say where it is,
0: all right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the so Kendall is thinking he's gonna they've got the numbers. He's quite confident, right? Yeah. Um before they head down there. He says, Look, I fucking got this, he says. Um Shivan Maxson, on the other hand, think they've got the numbers, right? So yeah. it looks like it's going to be close. Uh, the future of Tom comes up. And, you know, nobody's, Tom's looking like he'd probably go either way, I guess, if whoever made him deal. But at the moment he's on deal, but at the moment he's on, he's running Waystar, right? For, for the company. He's running that, the, the TV station, the, the news channel, the news business. I think Shiv says to someone, well, oh, he will suck the biggest, <laughs> the biggest dick, you know? So she realizes, look, he would flip flop depending on the offer.
1: Bosses always been spying us. That time,
0: <laughs> so yeah. So we're down there. We're in the Caribbean. Um, the the three kids um, sort of bickering about what would happen, and then a pivotal scene is cousin Greg yeah. overhears Matson planning his, you know, what would happen if he gets control by saying this
1: in Swedish, speaking to his mate and uh, <laughs> cousin Greg, who's always kind of made out that he's the dumbest person in the room, suddenly decided that he may well be the smartest person because he had a little uh, language translator app on his phone, and he just very quietly put it up there and suddenly could uh, ascertain exactly what they were saying. Of course, Greg is worried about his
0: future. That's uppermost in his mind, right? Because Earlier in that episode, he's trying to ask Tom about his future and Tom sort of hints, look, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. But he refers to him as the highest paid assistant in human history. So he indicates, look, I might have a job for you, but you'd be taking a bit of a haircut, right? Be yeah. you'd be on a much smaller cat, um, salary. And Greg yeah. clearly thinks, oh, well, that's not a brilliant outcome. So he thinks, how can I best leverage this information I got? So he calls Kendall to tell him that, look, you know, then he before he drops the information to Kendall, he wants to try and extract a promise about, and he never really gets one apart from they say, look, we'd look after you, right? And then somebody tells him that Matson's planning not to make Shiv chief executive but to give it to Tom.
1: It's very interesting because this uh, fourth and final season, I was actually really shocked at the way that, uh, Kendall, Roman and Shiv, the way they treated Greg mm. throughout this. I thought that they were particularly nasty to him. In fact, I had this weird theory that perhaps uh, Greg was the father of Shiv's baby, because at <laughs> one stage he was following them and he put his hand on her shoulder and she recoiled from him and said, don't touch me, you know, and it was like, wow, that's really, really nasty. Because, you know, Greg just kind of kept... Hanging in there, he had yeah Tom on his side, um, and uh, yeah. So it's interesting that even though he knows that his cousins don't think much of him, he, Greg's still smart enough to know that sometimes you've just got to play that. And because uh, Greg was all about looking after Greg, as uh, that was his character journey, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not he with nothing, and was going to leave. He wanted something at the end. Yeah, I think he had a.
0: A bit of an inheritance windfall along the way, so yeah. I don't think it was good. But, but I just wonder if um if he really deserves more Greek because he just wasn't that lovable, was he? He's, no. I mean, he—you sort of think he means well, but he's very awkward, and you think. Yeah. But
1: he also really bought into it all, you know. Mm. You know, he could have come in there and been a very different person, and, and you know, he threw all of his morals out the window yep. to join the rest of them. <laughs> he actually lowered himself to be as bad as everybody else. So you know, there's no pedestal for Greg to stand on and saying I'm better than all of you. He he literally got down and dirty in the mud with all of them.
0: So when they eventually share this with Shiv, and so the three of them are back on the same team. Yeah. Because Sheath chucks him in the mats and says, Okay, he I, I, you know, he's worked me over. There's no point voting for it. Excuse me, voting for him anymore? Yeah. So, um, she's back on the team, and they're trying to work out who would lead the company. And they, it's late at night. They're beside the sea, and so they walk down to the the sea. Looks like they're going to go for a swim.
1: Yeah, we have some thought that's (laughs) up. Well,
0: and they talk about going to go swimming late at night. Yeah. So, Kendall jumps in, goes for a swim, and and, Shivan. roman are talking and they start joking about murdering him you know is that a possibility yeah. and you start to think oh is this going to really take a dark turn and we're looking at each other aren't we thinking yeah. no
1: surely not yeah i have to keep reminding myself this is succession not dynasty <laughs> yeah. so, they someone in that situation but yeah we're, we're more in a realistic area yeah
0: but anyway they they go back inside and they make well, they're joking. It's late night. They're they're making looks like some sort of awful smoothie. They're calling a. They've decided they agree Kendall should lead the company,
1: and they want to anoint him as the king. And they can- correct.
0: We're wondering, oh, are they putting poison in this? Uh, are they going to go through with this? You know, will they try and knock him off? But they don't. And the three of them fly back to New York the next morning,
1: and they fly back as friends. Yeah, they're, they're bonded. You know, and. Yeah, as we've seen time and time again with this show, sometimes they're together, and then other times, uh, very quickly, that family allegiance falls away.
0: Sure. Anyway, we get they get into the boardroom. There's going to be thirteen voters on the board, right? And it gets down to six and six, and it's up to Shiv to cast the the to give the casting vote. Yeah, but she starts to waver. She says, oh, and Kendall's going, What's wrong? What's wrong? And she's just she's having a bit of a, a moment. And she leaves. She excuses it, leaves, goes next door. Roman and Kendall follow her in. So like, what are you doing? What's up? What, why haven't you, you know, voted no against the, the Gojo deal? Um and and um and she brings up something from Kendall's past.
1: Well, I just love this because, you know, this is something that you know, hasn't been talked a lot about over the last couple of seasons, but, you know, you, know, you can never forget that moment after Tom and Shib's wedding when they were, in, were they in Ireland, when they went to that castle to get married. Everyone flew there, and that's when Kendall was at his absolute worst mm-hmm. with his addictions, mm-hmm. and he talked a young waiter into uh, getting him some coke and God knows what else. And uh, he pulls off the wagon big time, and uh, they get into a car and start driving. Now, Kendall was driving that car, wasn't he? When it went off the bridge, oh,
0: I really want to go back and watch that again. Yeah, yeah. That that um that episode. But I think he was.
1: I think he was, and I think he got out of the car, um, and escaped and sort of uh then fled the scene yeah. and uh, of course didn't want anyone to know that he was there. Yeah.
0: But I, th- I think he might have talked about it. Well,
1: what in- was it? Logan found out about it, right? Logan, that was a, a moment where Kendall had it over Logan and could have actually done his old man in, except for the fact that uh, he saved his hide at that point, point. Mm. and uh, that was something that his father always had over him. That uh, not only had he been partly responsible for this death, but that he'd run away like out, um, and uh, basically left it to uh, his father to clean up. And that was when you saw Kendall at his lowest crying like a little boy, you know, thanking his father for covering up his his part in a crime.
0: So the three of them, they were in the room beside the boardroom, three siblings again, and Shiv says to, she brings up the death, you know, you killed someone. And Kendall's denying, says, no, I didn't. And, And Raymond's going, but. We thought you did. And then he's going, no, but it never happened. So they're both clearly shocked by this. They can't trust him either way, right? I mean, yeah. they were thinking he did do it and they'd forgiven him back in the day. But now we say, well, it didn't really happen. I was lying all the time. So
1: that's lying and saying, I, I just said that. So,
0: as yeah. I so they're wondering, well, hang on. Well, yeah. this we just can't have him running this business. And I guess they're thinking, Ford, if this ever came out, public company (laughs) you can't have a murderer as chief executive right yeah um and they're just not sure because he's flip-flopping on whether it did or it didn't happen so shiv ends up voting for the deal and they they sell the company
1: but after this very public spectacle (laughs) everyone's sitting in the boardroom and hear part of this argument it's all glass walls right things with each other i mean you know, there's only a couple of physical moments in this. We saw uh uh Tom and cousin Greg yep. get to a little bit of, sl- Back, I think a bit of a slap fest. in uh in the in one of the bathrooms. And then of course we saw this moment where, you know, those that had just Campbell. been friends again and then suddenly they hmm. were literally at each other's throats again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't very becoming at all. No, not
1: becoming.
0: So it was um so the the company gets sold before we know it.
1: Tom's the CEO. You know it's outrageous there was a line in this episode where somebody said that Tom is talented and I wrote it down here it's like what point you know he is not talented That's- Tom's only talent throughout this entire series is that Tom has been very good at playing with people in power. Um, we saw the way that he ran ATM over this last series. You know, he has absolutely no empathy whatsoever for his employees. He was sacking them. Remember on that Zoom call and standing off to the side and making a joke about yeah. just the worst man you could imagine to be the CEO. And in some ways, this is actually the most realistic part about succession mm. because, you know, it's, there's many times in my life where I've watched people that, you know, I've worked with who I know don't have a lot of talent, but I see that they have that ability to know how to suck up to the most important person in the room. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, this is actually how those psychopaths, and that's what they are some of those people, absolute psychopaths have made their way to the top. So in some ways, this is actually a really realistic ending that. Tom, who has no talent except talk for the biggest stick in the room to suck, <laughs> oh, as she referred to him, has ended up uh, taking the ground. I know, but there's
0: no redeeming features about any of them, really, well, is no. there? Because, I mean, you get to those, those final scenes and there's Tom has celebrated a little bit in the boardroom. Um, Romans begrudgingly came to sign the, the documents. He didn't want to be in there at all. He refused to be in the same room as Tom. Um, I think, well, Matson he didn't want to be, see either of them, let alone in their moment of glory. Yeah. So he goes in, signs the documents, poses yeah. for a cheesy photo, and can't get out quick enough. Yeah. The last shot of Roman's just sitting in a bar, having a martini by himself. Oh, it's, yeah. It's still alone. And then the shot of Tom leaving after the little boardroom celebration, he gets into a chauffeured car sitting beside Shiv. Um, no words are spoken. The car pulls out. He puts out his hand on the on the sort of divider, and Shiv puts a hand on top of his, implying, look, oh, maybe they're going to be find a way to navigate the future together.
1: But that was the most iconic shot in the, of all of them. At the end, there, he put out his hand for her to take it, and she rested her hand on top. But she made no attempt whatsoever to interlock those fingers to show anything. She just. Let her hand sit there on his like a piece of limp, wet lettuce. Mm,
0: but she could have ignored it completely. She could have and not done that. But I mean, like moments earlier, she's you know she she's saying about her brother Kendall. Look, I love you, but I cannot fucking stomach you. So you think, well, she's got some scruples. But then here she gets into the car with Tom and seemingly willing to. Eh, yeah, we might work out something together. Because in a
1: way, she's kind of addicted to power. Mm. You know, she could, you know, the thing is in these situations, all of them are filthy rich at the end yeah. of this. They sold it yeah. to Mattson. They can all go off and take their money and start some new venture. The problem is that, well, she in particular is addicted to that power and, you know, that power of having a network where you can control the news and brainwash people and put in your own president on a whim. You know, that type of power is clearly very seductive. And in the end, she's decided that it's, it's worth being uh, part of that court um, as the wife of the CEO rather than going off and starting her own thing. I mean, you know, after the other spectacle we saw in a few few episodes back where, you know, Shiv and Tom had that screaming down, nasty fight out on the balcony of their penthouse uh, on election night when everyone was inside, again, watching all of that, seeing that their marriage was imploding right in front of them. Um, but, yeah, she'd still rather be around a marriage that isn't working just so she can be close to the flame of power. It's yeah. that experience in a lot.
0: <laughs> that is. It's really amazing. And then the, what do you make of the final scenes of uh, Kendall? Um, he's walking down in the waterfront. He's rugged up. It's obviously a very cold day, yeah. looking wistfully out to the <laughs> – Out to the, it must be the Hudson River or looks like in New York, um, followed by Logan's sort of minder driver, Colin, um, some distance back, maybe worried
1: about
0: his welfare, uh, his state of mind. um, But he walks up to the water's edge, looks around, thinking, oh, feeling very sorry for himself, right? Um, A few steps back, he just sits down in a seat. We get a side on shot. and I think that's the last frames, isn't it? and the of the series. Well, Kendall
1: ends up a loser again, and, and really when you think about it, he's been a loser all throughout this series, hasn't he? <laughs> he's never really, he's never won an argument, he's, you know, he's always thought that he's going to get there, but in the end, he's never, ever gotten there. He's just been, he's just a complete loser fuck-up and laughing uh, throughout. Whereas Roman doesn't seem to care. <laughs> Roman can go up to a, a bar and order a martini and go, well, great, I'm filthy rich now, and he can go off and do his things, but this it's, it's going to be a much harder future for Kendall to deal with because Kendall is a loser and he knows it. Shiv is there in her loveless marriage now knowing that what else has she got now? You know, in some ways uh, that uh, mental attitude of Roman's to kind of turn everything into a joke and not really give a fuck is actually going to probably serve him the best in uh, life moving forward. Because we have to um, theorize about this because um, creator Jesse Armstrong has been very uh, adamant that there's not going to be a spin off of Succession, that no, he's not planning to bring them all back for a movie anytime soon. This is the end.
0: Yeah. Well, people have said that in the past. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, well, Money can talk well, down the sure, track, you know. Sure. But um, for the moment, I think we're all happy, you know, because it's, it's fairly traumatic watching too, isn't it? I think yeah. it's. I think a lot of the viewers are going to think, wow, I need a bit of a break from these psychos, you know. They're
1: not nice people.
0: (laughs) I mean, out of them all, and, you know, I can't enter our competition because we're running it, right? But I'd probably go Roman because he's the least awful in a way, even though his politics – I think maybe people have read too much into his politics in the past because when push comes to shove, he doesn't seem to really care either way, you know. It's just –
1: He's to seem stand for anything. No. He never really has. He's no. kind of just kind of been, well, he's not a playboy in the sense that, you know, there's like, I mean, like, I always think, what the hell is going on with his sex life? You know, he doesn't. Oh, Jerry, there's that
0: scene when Jerry really doesn't do anything in the, that final episode, but she no. comes into another room near the boardroom and he sort of almost breaks down a bit at the sight of her That's and right. goes, oh, I can't be here. So there's something about
1: stuff. It's something sexually that he's had yeah. this thing for the old woman, as in Jerry. Yeah, and that's really only been the only romance we've seen him. with. did he have a girlfriend? Or-
0: and then you call it romance? He's sending a dick pics, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's, that's maybe his idea of romance. But,
1: but that, they were having, They were sort of having sex, but it wasn't well, really. Okay. Really, <laughs> a, you know, you lie on the bed, Jerry, and I'll stand here <laughs> in the doorway and jerk off. I mean, he's really screwed up sexually. But in a way, it doesn't seem to bother him because he's kind of got this, you know, you know, attitude to life where he just kind of goes, he rolls with the punches, Roman, I think far better than any of the others do.
0: Yeah. And what about Connor? I mean, we didn't see much of Connor in that final episode, but there was a, a few telling things. I mean, he organises the, um, he's taken over his father's apartment, mm-hmm. right? So he's going to live there, but. Maybe neither of them are going to be there or maybe just his wife is it, is it Villa? Yeah. Villa?
1: Yeah.
0: Villa? Yeah. Um, they're sort of splitting, but not splitting because yeah. he's hopefully going to get uh, an embassy appointment overseas, which I think will probably never happen no, because so. <laughs> you can tell nobody really wanted him to have it. Yeah. They, were, they were just trying to fob him off. And yeah, maybe we'll give you something, but she's intending to stay because she says, I've got a, I've got a play reading in like eight months' time or something. Again, as if, you know, you just really don't think she's going to get a part in a play. But
1: um, well, I mean, the point is that she's been a pretty average actress and she's been a pretty average playwright. And in many ways, she's gone along with this hmm. um, relationship with Clara <laughs> because now she can continue to be a very average actor and playwright because she's got security.
0: Yeah, with a lot of money, a yeah. very rich one, right? Yeah. Brian Cox, Logan Roy. It was great to see him turn up. I I was sure we'd see him somehow in that final episode, and there was that very, very quirky footage of him sort of hosting a dinner party for some yeah. of his his board colleagues, if you like. Yeah. And they were sort of acting yeah. out a few different things.
1: Well, he
0: was in good mood. Yeah. Which you know, he yeah. wasn't, was it? No, no. So it was a side of him we didn't really see much yeah. in the series. So that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, and the, so... Um, that's sort of it, really. I haven't got much left to say, but it was a, it was a perfect sort of wrap to me. It, yeah. it really tidied up all the loose ends, yeah. gave you some vision of where they might all go or their mindsets anyway as the season ended.
1: I think the great TV series finale, you've got to be, left like, satisfied. And that, end, that ending, even though there was some stuff there where you kind of had to go out and you're thinking to yourself, well, I wonder what will happen next to these characters. They were all left in a place that seemed very believable and it wasn't one of those endings where they were trying to have it both ways. You know, like I never ever was a fan, sorry to say this to fans of the Sopranos, <laughs> but that ending, did he get shot or didn't he get shot? Oh, it's left to the viewer to make up your mind. Come on, don't <laughs> fucking sell out. You know, that's that's where you're trying to, you know, make sure that you've got the option to do a big screen movie if enough money comes down. You know, the, the the most satisfying series finales like Breaking Bad is when they absolutely nail everything. And then as we did see, they did spin off that uh, that movie from it and they got better, better Call Saul and all that. You know, there are still ways to keep your franchise going if you want to but you've got to give a, a proper ending to the the show that you're finishing. Yeah, you and still have something that goes off to the side later on down the track, but you've, you've got to, I believe, you've got to make the audience satisfied. And I think that was a satisfying finale for Succession. Yeah, no, very
0: much, very much. Look, um, this has been a bonus episode of TV Gold. We've got a set, just recapping, we've got a set of the first three seasons, the official screenplays um, from creator Jesse Armstrong, published by Favor and Favor through Ellen and Unwin here in Australia. So I'll give one set of the book away to, uh, a listener who we think does a great job of nominating their, their favorite, uh, Logan Roy sibling. Okay. Or the child of, uh, Logan Roy. Send your comments about who you nominate to comments at tvgold.org. And this comp will close about June 15. So you've got a few days um, from when we're recording this episode. Andrew, what have we got coming up next? We're going to have a regular episode uh, in a few days' time. I don't know if we'll talk about Idol, which is the next big HBO series, but we'll either do it this week or very soon. But We'll have another uh, few shows to consider later in the next few days.
1: Yeah, what we've got to talk about is another new Aussie uh, drama comedy beginning on Amazon Prime, Deadlock, uh, which is a Tasmanian murder mystery comedy. I watched the first two episodes of it last night, and then there's a couple of other really interesting ones that I've just found overnight. So, yeah, we'll sit down now and have a chat about what we're doing next.
0: Good work. Okay, look, thanks for listening today. This is TV Gold. Just one quick final reminder. You can email us at comments at tvgold.au. We'll see you again soon, Andrew. See you,